Oh my gosh. So I love journaling. I have my own notebooks and my own journal. This journal was created in a season that I was looking for outside validation. And it's just like the three things that are important to me, not the to-do list, but what really matters, something that I'm grateful for, something that I'm proud of, something that I dream of, and something that I pray for, something simple, but effective. I have been using it for the past five years and it has helped me. And now I hope that it helps somebody else. I also have cute notebooks, sloths, butterflies. So you can check them out at lifewithfrancy.com slash shop. The uh, link will be in the description of the episode. Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place where you will find all type of conversation like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a community where we support one another in business and personal life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. Today's conversation was thanks to Podmatch, an amazing community for podcast hosts and podcast guests to do great collaborations like this one. They also have tools and resources for anybody in the podcasting community. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Susie Hardy, who is a certified stress management and anxiety coach. As the former co-host of the Successful Food Heals podcast, Susie knows a thing or two about natural healing, wellness, mind-body connection after having overcome her own anxiety that started in childhood. She is passionate about teaching others how to uh, slay stress and alleviate anxiety. You know, that's my jam too. So I can't wait to start this conversation. Welcome. Tell us what is life with you. Hi, Francie. So nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Life is good. You know, it's a stressful, stressful time in the world. And, um, you know, I've dealt with anxiety and stress throughout my life. I've learned how to have to manage it on my own when doctors and therapists and medications just didn't do the trick. And so that's what I do now is that I share those tools with the world. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Absolutely. So my first panic attack was when I was about eight years old. I didn't know what was going on. I had had uh, my parents had had some, you know, marriage troubles and I, I wasn't really where what's going on and we went out to dinner together right after my dad said your mom's gonna divorce me let's go to dinner and I was like uh what and I was eight and I didn't really know what was going on we were in this busy crowded loud restaurant and all of a sudden I felt all this anxiety come up I felt like I needed to run out of there I, I got afraid that I was gonna throw up that's what I was feeling even though I hadn't eaten yet and I my head started to spin out and I thought well if I throw up in public I'm going to be really embarrassed and I just got to get out of here and so my fight or flight reflex kicked in and I just said I have to get out of here and that was my first experience with a panic attack at a very young age and general anxiety and panic attacks have come up and interrupted my life interrupted my joy interrupted being being able to be present at job interviews on dates um affected my work performance you know I was a professional actor this would affect my auditions and 
So, you know, I started to realize that I needed to take control of this. I needed to be able to find ways to manage it. And as an adult, I have a bachelor's in psychology, but as an adult, I would just research like, what are the things, what's going on here with my body? Why is this happening? And what can I do? Because the doctors and therapy is great. I recommend therapy for everybody, but it, I didn't find relief from my anxiety in therapy. I started to find different techniques, different tools, journaling, as you know, is wonderful to really understand what the heck is going on. What is triggering this reaction to my in my body? And so, you know, that was, it's been a lifelong journey and now I want to help others. I've, I've successfully been able to conquer it. I want to help others do the same because there is no reason for people to suffer. And it's, it's prevalent. It's the world over. Like every time I mention to people, I'm a stress and anxiety coach, like, oh, I need you. And with everything going on in the world, it's just, you know, it's kind of crazy right now. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to help people in sharing what I know. Oh my gosh, and thank you so much. Yes, we need more people like you and your mission is truly needed as that's part of my story and part of my mission because people that deal with anxiety, like they get it. It Logic doesn't matter. Um, nothing matters at that moment when you're having it. Everything feels so real. Everything is huge even though you're no, like, no, this, stop, calm down, whatever you, you have to, you know, but anyway, um, tools and resources, how do you deal with anxiety as a child? Did you, know, you able to get some help or did you know, did, was you able to get some help? <laughs> eventually, um, I had certain, I was a highly sensitive kid. So not only did that happen and my parents never got divorced. I was freaking out over nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I was also in the process of changing schools, which a lot of kids go through. It's, str it's stressful. You know, um, our bodies are, are, are meant, or our bodies are telling us when we have those reactions, like something is wrong. There's something to be afraid of. And yeah, when we have change, any change is stressful, even if it's a good change, marriage, a birth of a baby. Um, back to your question, did I get help? I eventually did. I didn't at the time. Um, what happened was um, I, I, I was very, very stressed and freaked out the entire summer. I stopped eating because I was so nervous all the time. I lost a lot of weight and I was a skinny kid to begin with. And then by the time fall rolled around and I went to my new school and I, I was like, everything's fine. There's, you know, I was okay. But it my nervous system was kind of set up for that. I think, I think being a, a sensitive, highly sensitive person, I was always kind of geared towards that to begin with. And I eventually got help, but, but not immediately. And like I said, like the therapy and the, I've been a psychiatrist, I've been to many therapists in order. I've also had depression in order to manage this. And they, the psychiatrist wanted to give you medication, which didn't really work for me. Um, you know, a lot of anxiety medications, especially Xanax, which is amazing, really works. You also cannot, it's not a permanent solution. It's highly, highly addictive. It's meant for, you know, the, the break glass in case of emergency situations, which I was using it for, but even then they don't even like to prescribe it anymore. I actually got cut off from it. Like I'd always have a prescription of a very low dose of Xanax. I'd break it in half. I take it only when I really, really needed it. And my doctor said, we, I can't give it to you anymore. And I said, why? She said, well, it's very, it turns out it's very addictive. 
It's listed as a schedule four substance, meaning low, like low chance of addiction. Nope, it turns out, and it turns out it's very addictive. And because of the opioid epidemic, doctors that got you know uh, held liable for that, they don't want to. They want to stay away from anything that's addictive. And I don't want to be addicted to pharmaceuticals anyway. But they really didn't have any other options. And so there's you know there's a lot of when I when I help people with stress management and anxiety, you have to look at it in many ways. It's not just here's a pill. There's something going on. Your body is telling you. I am afraid. And it can be a real threat or it can be an imagined threat. Most people, it's imagined. Most of it's coming from our thoughts, our fears, our worry of the future, our fear of the future. And um, so you have to look at it in, in many, many ways. Uh, the first thing that you need to do is you need to list out what is stressing you. You need to list out your anxiety triggers. And if you don't know them, Get a journal from Francie and start writing because, <laughs> because you will figure it out. You just have to do some delving into your own mind and your own heart and figure out what, what is stressing me out. Is it my dogs? Is it my kids? Is it my, my work? Is it my marriage? Is it the world at large? Which let's face it, ever since COVID, like everybody has that. Um, you have to figure out, you have to list it out. And then there's certain things that you can change, fix, address, and there's ones that you absolutely can't, like the stuff in the, like the stuff larger in the world that we can't change. You know, politics and the uh, you know the state of the financial institutions, or we. But we can control our our own lives, our own zones. We can say the. <clears throat> I'll give you a small example. My my dogs are two adorable mini sheepadoodles, and they have a lot of energy. And just before this podcast, I told Francie, I had to shove them in the bedroom because all of a sudden they decided to start playing and it was stressing me. I'm like, oh, they can't be, they can't be making this noise during the podcast. Well, I could put them in the bedroom and then they calm down they take a nap. There's small things that you can address. The other larger things you have to let go. That's number one. Number two, really easy is you got to address your nutrition. There are certain um, supplements, there are certain minerals, vitamins that our body needs in order for our nervous system to function properly. For example, if you are low in magnesium, which is a water soluble mineral that our body uses up all the time, if you don't have enough of it, or if you in are in times of stress, your body's gonna use it faster. But if you don't replenish it, your nervous system is not gonna, is not gonna calm down. Um, same thing with B vitamins. Uh, B vitamins are used by the nervous system, especially in times of stress. So there's a lot of, um, there's herbs that can support calm. So there's a lot of things you can do in the, in the realm of your nutrition to help support your body be relaxed. And then there's other, there's a lot of other tools, more mental, more um, techniques that I teach um, in my courses to, to help people deal with the other stuff, the deeper stuff. Yes, I love that you are speaking my language when it comes to anxiety and the coping mechanisms to how to deal with it. And I love that we have in common with the journaling. I mean, that was the only way I was, uh, for me, my, a little bit of my story is just six, seven, I don't know. I lost count more than five years ago. I had my first panic attack at work. And that was it. Like, I was like, oh, oh, what is this? It has never happened to me before. Like, I was screaming to myself, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Because I didn't know what the hell was happening. I'm just at work, excuse my language. And then uh, 
So, you know, after that, of course, you know, it's breakdown after breakdown. I've been two years free, almost two years free of uh, breakdowns where I have um, anxiety attacks, not panic attacks, you know, not where I, there's no logic, there's no nothing going on. I have to, the, the world's going to end. So, uh, but little by little, you know, with journaling in 2019, I got into planners and that was a huge difference because it mm -hmm. just showed me the things that I could control. Yes. So I started putting either the things that I was going to do that week yes. or things that I already accomplished because I'm more of, I don't know about you, but I have realized that I'm more of like afterwards and I will go back and put what I did for the day, not yeah. before where I have to put where I need, that gives me anxiety. If I put it before, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do all of this. How about you? Absolutely. So I wanted to point something out. So something that helped me along my journey was realizing anxiety is fear of the future. Mm -hmm. Depression is regretting the past. Yes. Where our joy and our happiness is always in the present. But our bodies, in terms of anxiety, want to protect us. And so when we have panic attacks, anxiety attacks, general, general anxiety, it's fear of what's coming, real or imagined. It's fear of what may happen, real or imagined. And our, our nervous systems were wired and developed hundreds of thousands of years ago. Our technology and our, and our culture is moving so fast that our bodies are not geared for it. So we were we were wired to be afraid of predators, of a flood, of you know, what's that crackling, you know, what's that crackling in the bush? Is that a lion coming to get me? That's how we were set up. Um, and so that's how our body responds. But now it's we don't have that so much. Most people don't, but we have, you know, the, the stressful boss, the nagging spouse. Um, you know, fear of finances, um, problems with children, problems with in-laws, COVID, COVID alone, like it's, it's shocking to me how I feel like we got through it. Some of us, we lost people. A lot of us were sick. We got through it. Now we're just trying to pretend like everything's okay, but it changed everything. It changed everything. Um, the world over went through a collective trauma for three years. <laughs> And so your body, when it's having that response, is trying to protect you. It's misguided self-love. And so as at least Westerners, at least for me as an American, you know, I always wanted to push it away, push it down. Every, you know, your, your cognitive portion of your brain, your frontal lobe, your prefrontal cortex is telling you, I'm sitting at my desk. Everything's fine. I have my coffee cup. I have my iPhone. I'm, what, what's the problem? I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. But it doesn't matter because it's a different part of your brain, the primordial brain that's trying to protect you that is being triggered by something. And so that's why I say you start with listing out your triggers because it's the, the part of the, when you're telling yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's a different part of the brain. It's our more ancient brain that is responding. And the prefrontal, cor the prefrontal cortex, that part of the brain, that's the, the cognition, the CEO, that gets pushed aside. Because I'll tell you, what saves you in, say, a true uh, threat, a threatful situation, 
is not this, it's the primordial brain. It's the older part of the brain. It's the part of the brain that protect us from the snap of the twig in the forest, thinking it's a bear or a lion or a tiger. And so trying to logically say, why am I freaking out? This, this shouldn't be, doesn't work. It also leads to shame. It also makes you feel bad, right? Francie, did you experience that? Did you feel shame around your anxiety? Oh yeah, I just got rid of shame not too long ago. <laughs> I oh, got good for you. I'm still working on it. And it was shame because shame is a whole. It's linked to um, trauma. So I had guilt, shame, and responsibility that didn't belong to me, mm -hmm. which gave me a lot of anxiety. But just because of that feeling of overwhelm, I I can't like I know that nobody likes to. Nobody volunteers for anxiety, but the panic attack like really messed me up because of the shame, because yeah. I shouldn't be acting that way. And right. when it hit me on uh, on my job where that anxiety is showing off as anger or whatever, then it, it was like, that's a no, no. That's when it was time to call a professional help. So yes, I could totally relate yeah. to this. Thing. So not only do you feel like crap through the anxiety or panic attack or just general worry feels horrible, mm -hmm. then you feel bad about feeling horrible that you, that there's something wrong with you, that, that this shouldn't be happening. Well, guess what? It is happening. There's a reason that it's happening and you can address it and you don't need to feel bad about it. And I'll tell you, if I, if I could, you know, there's so many people, so many people dealing with stress and anxiety these days, um, almost like a pandemic, mm -hmm. almost epidemic, um, just like we dealt with, uh, with COVID. And it's, it's really, it makes it really hard to live life. It makes it really hard to enjoy life. It gets in the way of everything. For me, it got in the way of my relationships, my friendships, my social schedule, my trying to find a mate, my work, and just, just feeling like crap, just like trying to get through the day without feeling badly about myself it's no way to live nope um so how do you help your clients i do a course called serenity school it's a 10 week oh, i already like uh, already yeah. <laughs> i like that name <laughs> yeah it's um it's a 10 week course and it's a group coaching course. And I guide people through the things that I taught myself, the program that I basically created for myself in order to get my life back. And we we go through, we list out all of our stresses. We cover nutrition. We, um, we go through different techniques and tools. And, you know, there's never going to be one thing. Mm -hmm. If I can Im impress to the audience, like if you're dealing with stress and anxiety, you there's many ways to to deal with it mind body spirit so you know you list out your stresses you deal with your nutrition you exercise you meditate you pray and then there's specific tools that i teach in the program that get like farther and farther into the what's really going on in the head what's what are, what are you what are you afraid of and that's kind of a longer process we can't really cover it on the podcast but but i but i address it in a in a in a mind body spirit approach because we're not just one of those. We're not just a body. We're not just a mind. We're not just a spirit. We're all of them. And this this infect, this affects all of them. I love that. 
Um, is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know about you or your mission? Well, if you want to know more, if you want to actually, if you want access to my number one tool that I teach in my course, um, you can sign up for my newsletter and you'll get a, an immediate access to a video tutorial. It's, it's an amazing tool. I didn't invent it, but I do teach it. And it's, uh, it's fast. It's easy. It's simple. You can teach it to your friends and family before I was officially doing anxiety and stress management coaching. I was forcing this on people. That's when, that's when I knew I had to be a coach is that I was constantly forcing what I knew <laughs> onto my friends and family. And they're like, all right, enough. I'm like, no, but this really helped me. And I want to help you. And I want to, I've always wanted to help heal the world. You know, I was a massage therapist and an energy healer before this for 12 years. So, um, you know, I know a thing or two about relaxation and it's, this tool is amazing. So go to suzyhardy.com, S-U-Z-Y-H-A-R-D-Y.com, sign up and you'll get the, the tool. And if you feel like you need some stress management and anxiety coaching, you can sign up for a free chat with me and we can see if it works for you. I love that. And once again, your mission is so needed just because of like, I think about myself seven, eight years ago. And like, I wish I had known, you know, what I know now. So thank yeah. you so much for your mission. My pleasure. I I want, I don't want other people to suffer like I did for ugh, 30 years. Wow. Yeah, I get it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and having this conversation with me. My pleasure, Francie. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life with Francie podcast. You know, you can find it in all major platforms as well as my YouTube channel. Uh, like and subscribe. And if you like it, then you can leave a review, please. Uh, anyways, hope you have a blessed day. You too.